This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Andrew, who just joined me on the call. Amen. God bless you this morning. Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Happy Friday to you. Good morning. Happy Friday to you, too. Doing okay this morning? Yes, everything is well. What about you? How about you? The same. The same. Can't complain about it. God's been very good. Yes. He's a prayer answerer, a strength giver, and he's ever merciful. So not much more I can ask for. Amen. I can't wait till my daughter catches get catches on to that. She just goes back and forth a lot with it. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, no, no matter how far her pendulum swings, you know, the Lord, uh, the Lord oversees the oscillation. Okay, so she can only swing so far, and all you have to do is just like like my my. Uh, my pastor used to tell me, just keep dropping water on that rock, because after a while, that rock will crack. So all you have to do is keep lifting her up before the Lord, okay? Because our prayers, especially the ones that are fervently rendered, sit around the throne with golden bowls in their laps. And those bowls of total revolution are full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. So you keep offering those prayers and you perfume and you keep being a living witness, okay? Let her see the Lord through you. And everything the Lord is to you, you show her that in the way that you deal with her. And she can't help but be drawn in. Amen? Yes, yes, amen. It's just okay. when things don't go her way is when she struggles. When she's used to having everything her way, and now things are not going her way, she starts to struggle. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, y'all. Yeah. Happy Friday to you both. Same to you, brother. Good morning. God bless you, Sister Yvonne. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. Uh, God bless you, Sister. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Friday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Friday. But like I, I like I was, I'll leave you with this, Sister Deborah Evans. Uh, the the ones on the Lord's side do the very same thing. When the blessings are pulsing through us and over us, and uh, goodness and mercy are chasing us down. Thanks. Oh man, we, we we love Him. But as soon as stuff starts to get a little tight, we stop praying. As soon as things people start mistreating us, 
we stop praising and singing as much. And then we find ourselves kind of on, on the back porch of, of the glory of God. And we don't seek him out until, you know, the, the world or the flesh or Satan makes us cry out to him. That, that, that then we come back with our tail between our legs. So, yeah, he's, he's, as long as he's been dealing with, with man, he's been dealing with that come here, come here, get away, get away vibe that, that we have. But like I said, you know, the fervent effectual prayer of the righteous availeth much. So that's what, that's where we need to stand. And that's where we need to war. Good morning to everyone. Welcome to the Clear Victory. My name is Andrew, and we're on the Lord's side. Who just joined me on the call? Good morning, Brother Andrew and Sister Veronica. Happy Friday. Hey, Sister Veronica. Happy Friday to you. Good morning, Andrew. It's Deidre. Happy Friday. Good morning, Deidre. Happy Friday to you. It's a men's day at Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. Who just joined me on this glorious call? Good morning, Ms. Krishanda. Happy Friday. Hey, Krishanda. Happy Friday. But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. The happy Friday, mm-hmm. declare victory. My name is Andrew, who just joined me on the call. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses. Though we have rebelled against thee, neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, for they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, an oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. Happy Friday, declare victory. My name is Andrew, and we are approaching the throne of God. Who's with me on the call? Hey, Brother Andrew, this morning. Happy Friday, you guys. Good morning, Sister Mona. Happy Happy Friday. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses that we have rebelled against him. Happy Friday to clear victory. It's Men's Day. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. Happy Friday. This is Diane. Hey, Diane. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday for you, Andrew. Good morning, PA and family. This is Bubby. Happy Friday. Hey, Vegas. How you doing? Happy Friday. I'm good. Thank you. God bless you as well. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. 
and by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. The happy Friday and declare victory. It's Men's Day. My name is Andrew, and I'm speaking for the men who's with us on the call. Happy Friday, Andrew. Happy Friday, family. It's Nikisha. Hey, Nikisha. Happy Friday to you. Hey. Glad you joined us this morning. Good morning. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us all, wisdom and prudence. It's a happy Friday at Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. The men have charge of the day. Who stands with us on the call? In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Well, everyone, it's time we got to be about our father's business. So good morning once again. My name is Andrew. Welcome to Declare Victory. Before we proceed, I would like to ask everyone, please, ma'am, please, sir, under the sound of my voice, check your phone, press the mute feature, Activate the mute feature, engage the mute feature. Anything you need to do to make sure your phone is on mute so that when the word of God goes forth, it can go forth without any static, any background noise, or any distraction for the listener or the speaker. Again, in case you're wondering who we are, this is who we are. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you with your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today is Men's Day. Only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you. We hope that you can continue the journey we're taking through this month of June. We have some great things in store for you. We've been having an empowerment series on topic teachings, you don't want to miss the power pack teachings we have been preparing for you. And please check the playbacks for those days you missed. Again, the word of God is powerful and the teachings are strong. Please don't miss them. Two announcements are before us today. Firstly, there will not be any Friday Night Live program tonight but it will resume next week. Again, no Friday Night Live this evening. Secondly, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There was one prayer request on the online app, and that is to lift Krishanda before the throne. And so we should all have, as we meet on our knees in our spirits, 
before the throne of God, our sister Cassandra. As always, there are other requests that have been uh, voiced through the week, uh, down through the months for uh, ongoing situations that we need to keep lifted before the Lord. And as always, the children, the imprisoned, the sick and afflicted, the lonely and the scared, the unsaved, our nation and our cities, because there are wicked men abounding in their wickedness and they're vexing their power against the widow and the orphan. God is not pleased. God is not happy, but it be falls us who are called by his name to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and repent. So please, man, please, sir, with that in mind, when we approach our father, act accordingly. The order of the call is as follows. Declaration will be brought by Pastor Lawrence Van Hook. Pray and leading corporate praise will be Brother Jeff. That order once again. The declaration will be rendered by Pastor Van Hook. Leading prayer and corporate praise will be Brother Jeff. Immediately following, we will swing back to Pastor Van Hook, and he will further break down his declaration from this morning so the teachings can be plain. Again, please, ma'am, please, sir, make sure your phone is still on mute so that the only voice heard is the voice of the speaker of the hour until he calls us to prayer and praise. My name is Andrew Hart. Thank you for your time this morning. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Thank you, Brother Andrew, again, for allowing us to um, have a smooth transition in this call. You have done a phenomenal job. And to those who made this possible, making sure that the protocol has been established, I want to go straight to my work today. Got a lot of things I want to try my best to get to and through. And so I'm asking that you all uh, be in prayer for me that I'm able to make sure that we get through some of the things that we want to do on today. Um, please, again, get your pencil and paper. I want to pray for us because I really want to do uh, a job well enough so that um, if your phone, if you check your phone, please, if you can check, check your phone, please. Um, I want to pray for us today because today's subject, today's work is entitled, Let the Work Begin. Let the work begin. Let me, let me just unpack that for you. Then we will pray and then we will go to work. Uh, a few weeks ago, we started this class called A Lifestyle of Forgiveness. And the first week we talked about what I call um, what sin has caused versus what God intended. What sin has caused versus what God intended. Then we um, shifted last week, which where we called where everybody lives. Um, last week we talked about emotions and how we are emotional beings. Um, we, 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 we're very emotional. 
good thing about being emotional is we're in good company because God made us in his image and likeness. And so the problem is that emotions are great, but when you have been sinned against, emotions can go in a way that sometimes very, very difficult from, uh, to recover from. And once that happens, a lot of us, we start um, inflicting ourselves. We start um, doing things that help to continue to uh, imprison us as opposed to release us. Um, and today's work, I'm going to try to do my best to talk about uh, letting the work begin. Now, we, we've established the difference between what um, sin has caused. Sin has caused damage, sin has caused a whole bunch of things. Uh, God intended for us to be uh, uh, in harmony and in love with one another. Uh, and what sin has caused creates the cycle of death, and we talked about all of those things that go along with what sin has caused. Um, uh, and so I want to start uh, by prayer, and that gives you a time to get yourself together because uh, you got a chance to hang up as well, or you got a chance to call someone else so that you can have a person that you can walk down this path with because today is the day that you have to do the work. Lord, we thank you again for the privilege of this opportunity where people are in the comforts or wherever they want to be. But we have a phone uh, device that helps to connect us together. Now we know that uh, you can go through this phone. You can transform this into a classroom. You can transform this into a delivery room. You can transform this into an operation room. Uh, for some, um, this is a prison, but yet uh, we want to get healed while we're in mental prison and physical prison, uh, yet we want to be uh, in there as long as you're with us, uh, because if you're with us, everything will be all right. So we ask now that you would uh, take me out of self. Lord, don't allow them to hear me. Uh, uh, because I would be disqualified to even be on the line based upon how some of us think on this phone call. But yet your word uh, will not return void. It's not my word, it's yours. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. As a scriptural reference, I want to uh, look at Colossians 2, 13, 14, where it says, God made you alive together with Jesus having forgiven us all trust, uh, excuse me, our, all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it away, out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Um, Colossians 2, 13, 14 gives you uh, some liberation on today. Uh, let me just give you a recap, literally, of some of the things that we said. If you are a first-time listener, um, don't 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 be upset because you missed quite a bit. You just have to either catch the recall line, or you have to um, get someone to help you fill in some of the gaps. 
Um, this thing called uh, forgiveness is God's solution to the problem we call sin. Um, and I really can't stress that enough because if people could get this piece, then it'd be easy for us to do the work that we have to do. Forgiveness is God's solution to the problem we call sin. If you're not operating in true, authentic forgiveness, then you really are behind the curve or behind the eight ball, if you please, when you want to actually deal with the problem of sin. And so we need to unpack why God's uh, forgiveness is a solution. Well, um, just for those of you who have not uh, uh, tuned in, the model prayer in Matthew simply says that God, we, and we ask God, forgive us our trespasses or our debts as we forgive those who trespass or, or who have sinned against us. And so you can't get forgiveness from God unless you first give forgiveness or as much as you forgive, he forgives you. Now, you know, if you don't know that you've sinned and you need forgiveness, surely, you know, the, the, the model prayer does not work for you. Um, this is the tension. This is the, this is the tension in the, the, the room. This is the tension in this phone conference. If you can understand this, then you can understand why we're having the problems that we're having. Every time somebody sins against you or you sin against you, it causes damage to your soul. Your soul, your soul, your soul. Your soul is what actually um, is a part of the what we call the triune man. Uh, don't look now, but uh, the Bible tells us, I think it's Second uh, Thessalonians 5.23, you got body, spirit, and soul. Body, spirit, and soul. Body, mind, and soul, so to speak. Um, um, those three things that you're responsible for, uh, you don't get into a chance not to be responsible for your spirit person because we're actually spiritual beings, whether you want to admit it or not. There's things going on in the heavenlies and the spiritual um, that that actually drives us. Um, and, and so I often uh, argue the point that all of us are led by a spirit, um, either the Holy Spirit or the unholy spirit. The question is, which spirit uh, is leading you or leading me? Secondly, the body. The body is your five senses. That uh, is the house that we are in. Um, um, it, it's the it's 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 the it's the it's the frame that carries and house our soul and spirit. Don't look now, but your body can never please God. It can only please you. It can only please itself. Um, that's the reason why the drinker keeps drinking until there is no more, or until they shut it down on him. Um, the body will continue on. There's mechanisms in the body that will shut down because it will keep going. Uh, people have experienced heart attacks and all kinds of other things because the body does what the body wants to do and the body wants to please itself. And if you're not in control of the body, 
the body will be in control of you. Uh, and I don't know why I'm giving all these scripture references for somebody today, but that's uh, Romans 12 and 1. I, be I beg you by the mercy of God that you present your body, that you put your body under subjection. Um, uh, and then after you do that, then renew your mind. A lot of people want to renew their mind and do nothing with their body, and then they wonder why they're still losing, because your, your, your body um, um, will constantly uh, allow you to move based upon what it wants, um, and uh, you have to uh, not just get information, but you have to put uh, your members under subjection. Uh, but then your, your soul. Your soul houses three things. Your, your thinking, your mind, your emotions, and your will. That's the playground. That's the control center. That's where we all hang out at in our thinking capacity, our minds, our emotions that go up and down or stay flatlined or whatever, and our will, your will versus God's will uh, for your life. And that's really the battleground for all of us on this call today. Um, you, you got to deal with those that 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 soul. What's going on in your thinking? What's going on in your emotions? And what's going on in what you will for your life? And, and so, when people sin against you, and when you sin against yourself, it damages your soul. Now, the soul of man, um, and you know, the Bible talks about it, is a place, unfortunately, that humans cannot reach. Um, um, and it is a place where um, all of our uh, information, our supply line is. But um, if you've been sinned against, it damages your soul. And when it damages your soul, what we call is coping mechanisms. So we try to cope with stuff that we cannot reach. Uh, in other words, um, if you were fighting uh, in a boxing match and you uh, got hit in your ribs on your right side, um, you would protect your right side so you turn to your left and put that out front. Uh, at least if they hit that, it won't hurt as bad, but you're not just going to allow somebody. Um, um, you've got um, some damaged, uh, a damaged leg and you let somebody just kick it. You know, you want to try to protect your leg. So we have what we call coping mechanisms um, to try to survive. And so the best we can do, because we cannot reach the soul, we, um, um, we, 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 we cope. We uh, try to eat too much. Uh, we overeat. We drink too much. We do drugs. We gamble. We go shopping. Those are the kind of things, how we substitute uh, for coping on dealing with our soul. The truth of the matter is you have to actually go to God who can heal your soul. And so God was so kind to us. He says, I'm going to let you participate in your own healing. Um, if you come to me, that's what you got to do. Uh, and then you don't have to stop uh, over, uh, overdoing um, things that makes uh, coping the way to survive. Um, so I really wanted to say that uh, your soul is the place where we've got to get some help. Uh, also, there's three paths of forgiveness that you must practice. And please, ma'am, 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 and sir, 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 um, these three paths have to be practiced in this order. 
Number one, the first path of forgiveness, the first path is receiving God's forgiveness. You have to receive God's forgiveness, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, secondly, is you're going to have to um, um, forgive people who've sinned against you. That's where most of us live. We, we ain't talking about how we done messed up. We're talking about how the other person has messed up um, when it comes to us. And then the third path is asking others to forgive um, us because of, of our sins against them. So first of all, we got to receive God's forgiveness. Secondly, we have to forgive others who've sinned against us. And thirdly, we need to ask others to forgive us for sinning against them. That, that's the third path. I'll come back to that in just a few minutes as, as well, because it's so, so, so very important. Then we talked about the difference between um, the definition of sin and love. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is sin. If somebody's not loving you, they're sinning against you. I really need for you to catch that one because somebody uh, need to know that the opposite of love is sin. Watch this. The opposite of sin is love. Um, uh, sin, the definition of sin would be um, um, the uh, self-determined um, willingness to sacrifice everybody and everything for the well-being of ourselves. And the opposite of sin is love. The uh, undetermined self, uh, uh, unhinderable willingness, self-determined, uh, sacrificing yourself for the well-being of others. That's what love is. When you sacrifice yourself for others, that's what love is. Um, it was Father's Day last week, um, and um, um, the psychologist, Dr. Anim Akbar, one of the um, for uh, founders of black psychology, he talks about um, um, the um, stages of fatherhood. And he basically says that you go from maleness to boyhood, from boyhood to manhood, manhood to fatherhood. And that's the ultimate cycle. And for women, it's the same thing. Um, but, but he argues that Majority of men remain boys, even though their age keeps getting stronger and higher. Sometimes we've got 50, 60, 70 year old boys. And he says the difference is that for a man, a boy has to be trained uh, to become a man. Um, and the reason why is because a boy who's not trained to think about somebody other than himself will forever only consider themselves. And so that's the reason why in, in different cultures and different communities, they have boyhood training because a boy has to be taught or, or, or trained how to become a man. And a man basically is a person that, that <laughs> thinks about somebody other than himself. And so a lot of, 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 of men that we see, um, they, they, they are still boys because they only consider themselves at all costs every time. Um, even though they, you know, got biceps, triceps, they look good. Um, uh, they know how to tell you what, you, what, what they, what you want to hear. They still only consider themselves. Whereas that's what a man does. He considers somebody else. But then when you become a father, 
um, you consider not only another person like a woman or a wife, but you consider children, you consider the community, you consider the village, you consider uh, the neighborhood, you consider the world. And so um, that was last Sunday's sermon, just so that I could give you a piece of what I had to say about that. But um, um, the Father, the Heavenly Father, is the, the perfect manifestation of what men or boys or maleness is trying to become. Um, there's a little different um, perspective on women because women are innate, um, prepared to be mothers at an early age, and their body and things transform without their permission once they are moving toward motherhood. Unfortunately, a man has to want to. Um, he, he, you know, he just, he just uh, don't, don't. You don't, you can't uh, uh, make his body transform uh, into a man. He becomes more selfish uh, as his body uh, transforms. All right, let's go to work today. Um, personal forgiveness is where we actually have to do the work. Um, let me give you the definition of personal forgiveness, and then we will tell you why. Um, I really need for you to tune in here because God uh, wants us to partner in the forgiveness process. and. Um, we talked about last week um, the consequences versus the penalty, uh, two-sided coin. There's a penalty for sin and there's a consequence of sin. The penalty is death. The consequences of a sin is many. Sometimes they live on. You can have a, 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 a sin um, that, 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 you have to pay for, and, and, and the Bible says um, uh, the wages of sin is death. Matter of fact, uh, God told Adam in the garden, the day that you disobey me um, and eat of the garden, you will surely die. So there is a penalty that, that, is a penalty that comes along with sin. Uh, don't look now, but no matter how small or how big the sin is, there's only one penalty that God has declared for your sin. Nobody's exempt, everybody's included. So you can't say, well, uh, uh, my sin wasn't as bad as his sin or her sin, because God said there's one penalty for every sin, the little one and the big one, and it is death. Um, uh, that's real clear. Um, the consequences are many and they vary because it's so very important that you understand that sometimes your consequences live uh, um, for 18 years plus. Um, if, you, if, you, um, uh, had a, uh, if you had a child of pregnancy, um, it, it could have been a error or a mistake, but the consequences is, is a lifetime worth of raising a child. Um, and going through those those ups and downs. And so I wanted to say it like that so that you can see that there are several different consequences that we face, um, but there's only one penalty. And just like there is two sided uh, 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 coin to um, sin, um, penalty and consequences, there's two sides of the coin for forgiveness. There is personal forgiveness 
and relational forgiveness. Um, and we want to work on personal forgiveness because that's where the work really begins. Uh, it's really easy for us to move to relational forgiveness uh, because that's where our struggle is. Well, I just can't forgive that individual. You don't know what they've done to me. They, they hurt me. Well, we do know what they've done. They sinned against you because they wasn't loving you at that time. But that's the reason why Jesus died and he paid the price for the penalty of sins. And so let's talk about personal forgiveness. Personal forgiveness literally is releasing someone from having to pay the penalty for their sin in light of the fact that Jesus Christ has already paid for their sin in full. Lord have mercy. I said in full. Um, Jesus paid for the sin in full and has already um, been executed for that sin with his physical death. That, 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 that's something that uh, we have to take in. Um, and let me just go ahead and talk about it. Um, the, 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 the book that we are coming from basically gives a, an example of a person who um, borrowed $10 million from the bank. I had 365 days to pay for it. Uh, they spent the money, got the loan, uh, spent the money, and now it's time to pay the debt of 10 million. The problem is that something happened and the, the investment or whatever happened didn't go through like it was supposed to. And 365 days is coming real fast, two weeks away, and you don't have the money to pay the debt. And you're panicking and you don't know what to do. And so what you, uh, do is you, you begin to ask people or you begin to try to figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> that sounds like some of us when, when we're in trouble. Um, but, but a friend of ours who, who happened to have some resources heard that we couldn't pay our debt, didn't tell us, went down to the bank and gave the bank a cashier's check for the debt that we owed that we could not pay. Now, we still panicking. We still don't know that the debt's been paid for. All we know is, is that two weeks is coming. I don't have this 10 million and I got to figure out what I'm going to do. The bank is satisfied because the debt has been paid. The person who paid the debt has been kind because they paid the debt knowing that we could not pay the debt ourselves. The problem is the guy who owed the debt didn't even know that the bank had been satisfied and the debt had been paid. That's what Jesus, through God, has done for us. God said, because we sinned, we must die. Jesus said, since you're calling us to die, I'm going to get on the cross of Calvary and die for mankind for the sins of the world. So the penalty of sin has already been paid by the blood of Jesus. Now that's a shouting moment right there. 
I just don't have time to take a praise break. You are guilty. I'm guilty. We owe. I don't care how. I don't care how good you hide your sin. Because some of us on the call, you are good at hiding your sin. <laughs> but do you think we think you don't have no sin? Right, 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 right. No, you just better at masking it. But the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and, and because you are a sinner, born in sin, shaped in iniquity, Jesus had to die for you just like me because we couldn't pay the debt. We couldn't pay the debt. And so because he died and paid the penalty of sin, we have been forgiven in the eyes of God. And every time the, the answer comes up, yes, he this, yes, she's that. And Jesus says, yes, and that's the reason why I died. I paid for it. So that's what's exciting about personal forgiveness. Watch this, y'all. Since Jesus already died for the sins that you have committed, there are some people who have sinned against you and you're holding them hostage, and Jesus has already released them and let them go. And so you still trying to say to God, God, they sinned against me. God says, well, I don't see that debt. I don't see that. The reason why God does not see it is because the blood of Jesus covered it. Now, come on, let's get real. Let's slow down real quickly. Let me ask somebody on the call. Why are you holding people hostage? Your mother, your father, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your boss, your neighbor, your friend, your enemy, whoever it is, you're holding them hostage for what they've done against you. And Jesus has released them. You have no argument with God because God does not see their sin. So who is your argument with? Your argument is with yourself. So personal forgiveness is releasing someone else like Jesus released us from having to pay a penalty for their sin in light of the fact that Jesus already paid the sin in full with the physical execution of his own death. When, 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 when are the people released from the sin that they've committed against you? Now, I'm not talking about the people that are not saved on this call because you don't have the capacity. But the people who say you are blood washed, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and utterances, if you are doing all of that and you still got somebody held hostage for the sins that they committed against you, you got some problems. I would call you a fraud, but then you're going to say, there he go meddling again. But we have to practice forgiveness based upon what God said is a sin and what Jesus died for and what we have to do to release other people because we've got some people held hostage. And it doesn't hurt them as much as it hurts us. So the question is, when does God forgive the people? I'm going to give you the answer. Already. When do we forgive them? When we experience the forgiveness and the personal forgiveness 
that God has already got the penalty paid. Um, it's really tough. Um, um, last couple of days ago was the uh, execution. I mean, the uh, yeah, the execution of the young man who went into the church in the Carolinas and shot up the people in the church, and they were asking for his life um, because I mean, I mean, what a great opportunity to explain the the, the, the blood of Jesus. Um, the, the boy comes in, shoots up the people, uh, some people, some family members on this call of some of those folk in the Carolinas that died. But the family members were saying, no, we don't want him to be executed. We know that this man was sick. And so if we can get him saved, he can be a testimony to somebody else. And that's what we have to do. And so when people are sinning against you or when you're sinning, the best time to ask for forgiveness is either in that pain or in, in, in the committing of the, the sin that committed. You got to ask for forgiveness immediately because God can go to work as soon as you begin to ask for forgiveness. Then you go back to the Bible just so that you can uh, stay in the Bible country. First John 1 and 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He did not say that it's contingent upon who you sinned against, if it's the Pope's daughter or if it's uh, Rakim or Sarah. It just, it, listen, the Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And, and so that's what we have to know. And the reason why the three paths of forgiveness are so very important is because if you don't understand that you actually have to spend time asking God to forgive you, then it's very hard for you to release others. This call is about doing a self-evaluation. Uh, I need you to know that God feels what you feel. And the reason why um, we go and, and live in our emotions because God is an emotional being. Y'all remember when um, um, Mary and, and, and her sister was, went to Jesus and said, listen, my, 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 my brother's dead now, but had you been here, my brother wouldn't have died, uh, Lazarus. And, and, and the Bible says that Jesus wept. Well, theologians argue about why he wept, you know, all that kind of stuff. But let me just tell you what that says to me in this moment. There was an emotion there. And the emotion led him to cry. Um, um, that, that's how emotional God is. And that's what he gave to us. So emotions are good. That damaged emotions is when it becomes really bad. When you feel pain, anger, anxiety, stress, all that kind of stuff is because of what sin has caused. And that's what we're trying to work on. So let me get to some of the steps that we have to do to move toward personal forgiveness so that way we can move toward uh, relational forgiveness. Number one, um, if you don't have the book, you can write this down and we can unpack it later at a different time. Number one, you have to, in personal forgiveness, you have to identify the sin and the sinner. You have to identify the sin that was committed and the person's responsible for that sin. Now, the reason why that's important, uh, you have to be able to see what God sees uh, in that action. 
Um, and let me just tell you the reason why that's important. Because for some lady who does not know Jesus, you <laughs> you of the impression that all men are dogs. Not all men are not dogs, just the ones you fool with. So that means that you got a bad picker. Um, um, uh, all men are not dogs. Uh, there's some good men out there. You just got to figure out how to find um, a different uh, a pack of them. And, and so, so you you can't say that 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 one size one shoe size fits all. Uh, you have to identify the person who sinned against you and the sin that they committed against you because we got to quit generalizing people. No, everybody don't smoke weed. No, no, no. Everybody don't smoke. Even though it's legal, everybody don't smoke. So we have a problem of generalizing because we've been sinned against. So anytime we see somebody that looks like that, act like that, uh, let me just say this So since, uh, that, since I'm just talking. All white folk ain't bad, and all black folk ain't good, and vice versa. All white folk ain't good, and all black folk ain't bad, and, and those nationalities in between. So you have to identify the sin and the sinner. If you don't, you will do a, do a general sweep, and you will cause more damage. You will cause more damage. So, um, so some of you, you got to check that box. You got to do an inventory. You got to do a, a an analysis. Secondly, you have to uh, feel the reality of that sin. They hurt you, and 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 that's the fact. When I learned how to do forgiveness, I started immediately um, um, identifying the sin and said, "Yes, you you were hurt. Yes, you were damaged." And you know, people say, "Well, you know, I was hurt." Yes, you were. Yes, 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 because. Uh, we need to feel what God feels. Can you imagine how many times you've sinned against God? How did God feel? Was he just so proud that you sinned against him? You know, sometimes I'm talking about those of us who are on the call who sinned and, and the rest of us didn't get a chance to hear about it. How do you think God felt when you sinned against him, when you disobedient, when you were disobedient? Um, that, that's how he felt. He, he felt like you feel when somebody sinned against you. And so if you can think about um, what God felt as a reality because you sinned against him and, and, and how that feels, now you can get a clue about um, how uh, when somebody sinned against you, how you feel. God's, God, God, what breaks God's heart? Um, have you broken God's heart? Uh, and the and, and, and only thing you can talk about is somebody broke your heart, but you've broken God's heart. But that's the reason why Jesus paid for it. Then we have to really move to step three. Number one, identify the sin and the person. Number two, we got to feel the reality of that sin. Yes, it was a sin. Yes, it damaged my soul. Yes, I need some healing for it. I need some healing for it. N number three, we need to acknowledge God's just penalty for that sin. Yes. <laughs> Yes, when somebody sinned against you, they're supposed to die immediately. I mean, it's just, just the bottom line. We have to know that all sin leads to death. Death. They should die for sinning against you. But if you can accept the blood of Jesus that takes away the sin of the world, then you can live 
Because some of us, we're so stuck in the sin because our brothers, our sisters, our husbands, our wives, our parents, our, our Uncle John, whoever the buzzard were, I mean, whoever the people were, we have to know that it, it's really important that we acknowledge that they deserve to die. And because they deserve to die, Jesus says, regardless of how you think about them, how no good you feel that they are, I'm going to die in their place. And I'm going to release them if they ask for forgiveness. Now, the question is, since I'm going to release them, what you going to do? Um, you need to it, it, it brace the execution of Jesus as the full payment. Now, I'm going to lose a lot of people here because it's hard for you to accept the execution of Jesus as full payment uh, and the just payment for the sin that somebody committed against you because we have a natural bent toward justice. Have you ever noticed why the Bible says vengeance is mine? Because we are bent toward justice as a human being because God is that way and we were made in God's image and likeness. But, but, but there's one passage uh, says, uh, or, 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 and, and we made a song out of it, but if you hold your peace, let God fight your battle. Uh, the, the victory can be yours. Because, boy, when we put our mouth on it and we put our two cents in, boy, the only thing we do is make it worse. Then we, we, we after embracing the execution of Jesus Christ, and, and we accept what God accepts. Listen to me. How are you not accepting what God? If God had accepted the payment from Jesus because of what somebody done against you, how dare you hold them hostage? Now, that's better, easier said than done, someone says. So let me just say this for those who are going to get off the phone early. I understand in your humanity, you cannot do this. That's the reason why you have to fast and pray. You've got to have to steal away and say, God, he raped me. God, he cut me. God, he, he, he killed my child. God, he, he, didn't, he did this or she did that. If you don't help me, I'm going to respond in action, let alone hold them hostage for what they've done against me. So let's be clear. You can't, but there's a scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody right there who strengthens me because I don't have strength. Because if I did what I wanted to do, and there's so many of us on the phone call right now, you 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 could have acted out. You could have showed your yeah. You could have showed your yeah. But 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 because of His grace and His mercy, you decided that 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 you would hold your peace. And yes, people talked about you. People said, "Girl, are you crazy?" Man, I wouldn't take that if I was you. But they don't know who you know. They don't know where your strength comes from. They don't know your power source. Um, in the fruit of the spirit, this is what we call joy. You got to grow some to have some joy. When the songwriter says, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it, the world can't take it. Joy is when you're in the storm, but because God is in the storm with you, you've got peace. And when you've got peace, do not listen to your cuckoo friends who don't know it. Don't ever listen to somebody who's not speaking from a godly voice. Whatever you do, 
Poll your friends. If you listen to, if you married and listening to somebody who ain't married, Lord help us all in a lot of cases. Because some people who have been damaged, they can't speak well. Only people who are godly, whether they're married or not, can speak well. Because they can speak what God speaks and not what they feel. And that's what we have to have people to do. We got to speak what God says. We got to say what God says for some children that are misbehaving. We got to speak what God says to a boss that, 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 that ain't no good or to, to an upline. Uh, matter of fact, let me go here for a pastor, for a ministry leader, for a music director. We we got to say what God says, and 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 God is 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 loving, kind, um um, and and we have to form those kind of attitudes, uh, because if you just give God time, He'll work it out. He'll work it out. Um, I, I've got to close because I've spent too much time uh, on, on on personal forgiveness. Um, then we have to communicate with the uh, uh, appropriate person. We have to speak what God speaks. We have to say what God would say. We, we have to accept what God accepts. If you're a child of God, I can't say that enough. You've got to speak what God speaks. You've got to say what God says. You've got to accept what God accepts. And if God has accepted payment for their sin, the quicker you can accept that, the brighter your day becomes. But you also have to say what God says is a sin. Because some of us say, oh, that ain't no sin. Uh, I was born this way. Uh, yes, we all were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Um, um, and that's a whole other sermon subject that I don't have time to get into today. But I used to argue with the same gender-loving community and all of them. Well, I was born this way. You sure was, because you were born in sin like I was. So we don't like for me to say this, but I'm going to drop this here because I ain't got time to say it next week. We were born liars. We were born cheaters. We were born gay. We were, we were born messed up because we were all born in sin. But I got some good news for y'all. John 3 says you must be born again. When you're born again, you can't get, you can't please God in your first birth. Your first birth is doomed to die, but your born again nature says you basically are now working on saying what God says, believing what God believes, even though you're a work in progress. So when you hear the people say, I was born like this, please agree with them. Don't be stupid and an idiot like I was. But I'd be arguing people down for stuff that I thought I knew. But sin has no respect of person. Sin will make you say and do things that are even unhumane in some cases. But when you become born again, even when you get caught in sin, there's an advocate that can stand in your place and says, yes, you sinned, but I died for it. Next week, we want to talk about relational forgiveness, which is easy if you do personal forgiveness, uh, because relational forgiveness is how to empower the person who sinned against you. But you have to first think about how many times have you sinned against God? What did God say? How did God feel when you sinned against him? How, 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 what was his response? And the way you know how God responds when you sinned against God is the way you respond when other people sin against you. That's, that makes me spend so much time apologizing to God. 
Lord, forgive me for my thoughts. I know everybody didn't hear them, but shucks, I, I thought them. Lord, Lord, forgive me for my actions. Uh, uh, Lord, forgive me for, for, for my moves. Lord, forgive me for, for my selfishness. God, for, and when you spend time asking God to forgive you for your stuff, it's real easy for you to accept the execution of Jesus Christ as the penalty and payment for the people who sinned against you. So if you're not accepting what God accepts, that's a major problem, y'all. If God says they're forgiven, what you say? If God's released them, what you, what you doing? If God is in loving relationship with you, no, I, I love them, but I ain't got to fool with them. That's not what God says. That's coming from our pain. And so I close this call today by saying, if you get personal forgiveness right, everything else is a cakewalk. If you can practice on how you've messed up, how you've sinned against God, then you can give some grace to people who sinned against you. They, 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 they were only trying to protect themselves. They were not loving you. I was not loving you when I sin against you. But when you sin against me or others, you are not loving at that time. You're in a sin state. Loving flourishing, loving grows. Sin causes death. And we've got to turn this machine around. That's the reason why the church has to be a place where we see what God see. We say what God say. And we accept what God accepts through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I pass the call. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, God the Father. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, we come this morning giving thanks for another day, another opportunity to glorify you today, Lord God, to magnify you today, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Lord God, we give thanks this morning, Lord God, for uh, Pastor Van Hook, Lord God, ministering to us, Lord God, on forgiveness, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Lord God, there's so much, Lord God, in your word, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God, that leads us and guides us, Lord God, to forgive, Lord God, and to repent, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God, so that we ourselves can be forgiven, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord God, that died on the cross for our sins, Lord God, and redeemed us back to you, Lord God. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. So much for us to be grateful for, Lord God. And, Lord God, we are grateful, Lord God. We're grateful for, Lord, oh, hallelujah, Lord God, that we are able to practice forgiveness, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. So much to be thankful for, Lord God. And we are thankful, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. 
We're thankful, oh, hallelujah, Lord God, for the opportunity that we have today, Lord God, to reverence you, Lord God, and to lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that you may draw all men unto you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, this prayer line. Declare victory, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God, where we receive uh, teaching and guidance, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Monday through Saturday, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for every declarer, Lord God, declares victory over our lives today, Lord God. And I pray your protection and covering over their lives, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that you pour back into them, Lord God, as they minister to us, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for every declaration this month, Lord God. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us a place, Lord God, where we can grow and be stretched, Lord God. Oh, grow in humility, Lord God. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Oh, yes, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, yesterday we learned, Lord God, that uh, from our mother's womb, Lord God, that we was wounded, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. But we say thank you, Lord God, that you know that we were uh, uh, born in sin and shaped in our iniquities, Lord God, and that you, hey, hallelujah, Lord, already made provisions, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God, for us to, hey, be forgiven, Lord God, and come up out of it. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Hey, so we say thank you for your word, Lord God, when that it tells us, Lord God, that, that we could submit ourselves unto you, Lord God. Yeah, hey, and resist the temptation, Lord God. Resist the devil, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Hey, that you have given us the power, Lord God, to cast down, Lord God, and to cast out, Lord God, every imagination, Lord God, hey, that would rise and, hey, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the knowledge of your holy word, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, let it live down on the inside of us, Lord God. Ah, nurture it, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Help it to grow, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Without holiness, Lord God, no man shall see the Father, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. So we say thank you, Lord God, for the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord God, that allows us, Lord God, to live and to lead a holy and sanctified life, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. You command us, Lord God, to forgive. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. You command us to forgive. Oh, thank you, Lord God, your holy word. So, Lord God, we say thank you, Lord God, that we are able to practice forgiveness, Lord God. Lord God, we say thank you, Lord God, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that's seated, Lord God, at your right hand, Lord God, uh, interceding for us, Lord God, praying for us, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, along the way, Lord God, because we may stumble, we may fall, Lord God, but, Lord God, we can repent, Lord God, and get back up. So we say thank you, oh, hallelujah, Lord God, that he prays for us, Lord God. So, Lord God, this morning we give thanks, Lord God, oh, for our children, Lord God, 
and that I for the covering of our children, Lord God, this summertime, Lord God, while they are out and about, there are summer camps opening, Lord God. There are summer uh, in Apple summer school, Lord God. Cover our children, Lord God. We say thank you, Lord God. Oh, as we prepare the school place for them, Lord God, to return after their summer, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, oh, for the ministrators, Lord God, and for the teachers, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. They got a little break right now, Lord God, but pretty soon they'll be coming back to prepare, Lord God, to receive the children, Lord God, and to teach the children, Lord God. So I pray your protection and covering, Lord God over every tutor, every mentor, Lord God, every volunteer, Lord God, that love on our children, Lord God. I pray your protection and covering over them as well, Lord God. Touch them, Lord God. Give them what they need, Lord God, to, to continue, Lord God, to teach the children, Lord God. Lord God, I continue, Lord God, to lift up our communities to you today, Lord God. I say thank you, Lord God, that there was no violence or gunshots rang out in my neighborhood last night, Lord God, because often, Lord God, there are often times where I'm woken up in the middle of the night, Lord God, gunshots firing and ringing out, Lord God. But so, hey, we say thank you, Lord God, that there was no gunshots, Lord God, that rang out in our neighborhoods last night, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for your protection and covering over our communities, Lord God, our neighborhoods, Lord God. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Lord God, I continue to lift up the workplace, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, for the message that I heard yesterday, Lord God, we won't complain, Lord God, about our jobs. We won't go in ah, being naggers, Lord God, and, and mad, Lord God, in our workplace, Lord God. We won't complain. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to go in and to work, Lord God, in the workplace, Lord God, representing you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Doing it unto you, Lord God. Hey, being a cheerful worker, Lord God. So we say cover the workplace, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, uh, to be a bright, shining light in the workplace, Lord God. Thank you. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. Yes, Lord, we won't forget about the institution of marriage, Lord God. Lord God, I lift up, oh, hallelujah, Lord God, the marriages to you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Continue to strengthen us, Lord God. Make us one, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. And I lift up those, Lord God, that are loving you and serving you, Lord God, in their singleness, Lord God. Hey, I lift them up to you as well, Lord God. I know what it felt like to be single, Lord God. And I was a mess, Lord God. I needed your covering, Lord God. So I lift up those, Lord God, that are serving you, Lord God, in their singleness, Lord God, while you say you prepare them for their mates, Lord God, for those that desire to be married. Thank you for covering us, Lord God, in all areas of our lives, Lord God. We continue, Lord God, to pray for the United States of America, Lord God, the presidency, Lord God, the, the Congress, the Senate. Because, hey, hallelujah, Lord God, it appears that this nation is in trouble, Lord God, and that it's a hot mess, Lord God. But we know, Lord God, that you are in control, Lord God. So we say thank you, Lord God, that the king of our the king's heart is in your hand, Lord God. And hey, no matter what uh, the decisions the government make, Lord God, 
we can place our trust in you. And for that, Lord God, we say thank you, Lord God. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Lord God, I don't know if there was any prayer request this morning, Lord God, that I didn't hear. But, Lord God, I want to lift up every prayer request, every spoken prayer request, uh, uh, uh. Every prayer request that was not spoken, Lord God, I lift them up to you, Lord God, and we say thank you, Lord God, for the answering of those prayers, Lord God. For, Lord God, we believe that we receive when we pray, Lord God. Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God. We say thank you for the power of prayer, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. So, Lord God, at, at this time, Lord, I want to open up the call, Lord God, so that collectively, Lord God, we can give thanks together, Lord God. So right now, I want to ask every victor, Lord God, every believer to take their phones off of mute and let's collectively lift oh, up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I
it ends with you. It's a one-way street. And it does not matter how they treat you if you're using godly love, but it does matter how you treat them. Um, said a lot today, so I want to uh, go right straight to the conversation of, of personal forgiveness, which is huge because it forces us to do the work. Uh, and maybe you uh, heard something that either struck you or upset you or uh, you disagree with, whatever the case may be. By all means, it's our time now to kind of talk about it so that we can at least uh, clarify it, if not get an understanding. And I don't ever confess to know it all, so I can always uh, table it until I get some more information. But if you mess around and let me go get some information, you better believe I'm going. And uh, when I come back, I will have the best information that I could um, receive from the people who I think could, could help us the most. And so um, if you heard something, what did you hear today, if anything? Uh, what did you hear? Anybody out there that um, um, felt that this was either helpful or hurtful or harming? Um, what 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 you hear? Brother Pastor, this is Andrew. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for, wanted to thank you for a nugget that you that you dropped in on me you, when you said you can't please God with your first birth because I have I my my best friend uh, through undergrad school is gay and he <laughs> he, professes to be, he professes to be a Christian and we had we we we, we don't do it anymore but we used to bump heads over this because he eventually went to harvard law and he was heavily influenced by the uh, uh the, the university chaplain who was a black gay man and so uh when we would be discussing this you know he would keep hitting me with with stuff and i i tried my best i'd argue you know i debated with the scriptures and you know, he just wasn't buying it. And, you know, I'm sure I heard the same arguments that you've heard when you had similar instructions, but it hurt my heart because, uh, you know, I just, it, it just bothered me that, that he refused to see that, uh, you know, what the sisters were really saying, but what you said really, really hit home. And, you know, sin is sin. You're either pregnant or you're not. You're either sinning or you're not, and God's grace covers us all. But but you you gave me a you gave me an opportunity that should that discussion come up again, I can be more loving when I participate in it, and not try to hammer somebody with my point of view or dismiss what they're saying because I don't agree with what I'm hearing. So I appreciate that, brother. Maybe good. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> my, my my daughter, uh, my baby girl, my last kid, uh, when she told me that uh, she was gay, uh, I had to laugh. I said, boy, boy, things come full circle. But growth is so very important, Brother Andrew. And in our first birth, you know, telling what we're capable of doing. In our second birth, what we can do is be clear about what God is saying. And what God is saying and how we feel don't matter because you don't trust your feelings, you trust your facts. And so um, Christians, I, I have problems with a lot of Christians because we, we get what we think is right. And boy, I mean, we, we beat people with it. 
and um, we have to walk with people in love. So absolutely, thank you so much for that. Um, um, but yes, your second birth is the one that you want to speak to. Yeah, you can't do it in your first birth. You can't say I'm sorry in your first birth. But in your second birth, you ought to be able to muster it up because you got Christ who helps you and strengthens you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for that. Anybody else want to share uh, anything that, that, that made sense to you or didn't make sense? Um, uh, what, what did you hear? Amen. Anybody else? Anybody want to share? This has been uh, a good day. Um, and the good thing is I'm not afraid of silence because that means that either people agree, disagree, they got what they want or got what they didn't want. Uh, and so I wanted to make sure that I touch bases with everybody. Anything that uh, you want to share, you I can do so. Uh, good morning, Pastor. This is Lisa. Happy good Friday morning. to everybody. Um, you know, I was uh, driving yesterday, and I had a thought about uh, somebody in my family who has wronged me as well as my child. And I thought I had let it go, but some anger rose up in me towards that person. So I had to pray like, God, you got to help me let it go because in my own um, will, I can't let it go. It still did, even though I thought I had let it go. So I know that this is always a work in progress and that, you know, we constantly have to ask God to help us uh, over and over again because sometimes one time asking God to help you to let it go is not enough because it's still in there. It's just embedded in there, and I don't know. I know that God will lift it, but it hasn't lifted yet. You know, thank you so much. Let me say this for everybody that's on the call that's listening. The people who sinned against you, this is a good place for me to drop this so that you can understand what God intends. God intends for us to be in loving relationships. Now, had you been in constant relationship with your family member, your disgruntlement would have come up before now. See, because when we say we forgive people and don't see them, um, then, then when we see them, that stuff shows back up. But if somebody sins against you and you're in a loving relationship, and we're going to talk about that next week, in relational forgiveness, we actually have to give that person the best opportunity to be in a loving relationship with us, which is so very key and crucial because so many of us say the same thing over and over and over again. I thought I had released it, but it's obviously I haven't. You know what that tells me? That you haven't been in constant relationship with that individual. So it's important for somebody who sinned against you, for them 
to be in constant relationship so that you can work that thing through immediately. Because if it come back on you at a later time, it can bring up some stuff and it'll force you in some cases to respond where you thought that you were in a loving relationship. Um, They hit you in a raw area that now has become a monster. And so that's the reason why when people sin against you, you want to forgive them and work immediately on giving them an opportunity for a loving relationship. You cannot love you cannot love them at a distance and then think that when you see them or talk to them again that that old stuff is not going to show up. That's the reason why. And 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 mm-hmm. and if you Christians if you're children of light, you can get to the point to where you can laugh about it. You cannot stay away from an individual that you had an altercation with, thinking that you're well. Don't look now, but that can cause some major damage when you see them again. Because their behavior may not have changed. But if you stay in relationship with them, it gives you something to constantly be in prayer for. God, remove this burden, remove the stone. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Uh, it just have to, it'll have to be God to bring the relationship to work. That's all I'm saying. It has to be God to open that door. And, and let me just say this to you. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. So you have to be in pray, prayer and you have to be prayed up. Because if God gives you the opportunity, if you're not prayed up, that can become a disaster zone. Mm. You have to be ready. That's the reason why you want to move forward to mend the gap. Because, I listen, let's just be honest. I really wish I had some real people on the telephone. Look. I one. I'm you waiting can, to talk. <laughs> listen, if you don't work immediately in a, to a loving relationship, when you see that person again, do you not know they'll throw you into a tailspin? They'll make you do some stuff mm-hmm. that you said you wouldn't go ever do. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that Satan waits on. That's the reason why you have to work immediately to be in a loving relationship when somebody cuts you. And, and it's so difficult, but you have to allow God to lead you. You got to accept what Jesus accepts, and, 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 and that is the blood of Jesus, what God accepts. That's the blood of Jesus. And so you must do that, but God wants to use us. And then you've got to be clear about the people who's in a loving relationship with you so that you can move forward. So I just wanted to say that, um, yes, it is going to take God, because no, we can't do it. But I can do all Amen. things through Christ that give me the strength. All right, who else is that going to share? <laughs> it's, it's your sister, Dee Dee. You know you get on my nerves. I don't even have to tell you how much I didn't, under, I didn't appreciate nothing you said this morning. <laughs> But you know what? I thank God for God. I thank God for Jesus because I know exactly um, how you could hate somebody to the point where if they were burning up and you had some coffee you could put them out with, you wouldn't. That's my story. But that loving, that relationship that you said, that forgiveness piece, and then for me, I had to really understand that because I forgave, the forgetting part of the pain, that still was with me, but that loving relationship, and I'll use my ex-husband as an example because he's the father of my three children, and because that was the most painful 
um, you know, relationship that I'd ever been in, and I really hated that man to the end of hativity, um, I just was avoiding. But I, how could I really avoid that? Because I had to deal with him because I have three children. So for me, what you just said, I never forget. It was 1997, I believe. <laughs> and my pastor started talking about forgiving advance. And I was dealing with the horrible marriage. And I was like, there's no way I could, you know, even be in the same room with this. It was just horrible. But that's the, that was to me, for me, that's where I grew because I had to, really forgive and not avoid so that we could have healthy children. Because that's all that mattered to me. It wasn't about our relationship failing or with the things that had happened because it wasn't one-sided. But at the beginning, I blamed everything was wrong was for him, on him, and I hated him, and I wasn't going to forgive him, and he did some things wrong. And like your sister said, it's going to take God, but it did take God. And I'm grateful that it did. And everybody's stories are different. But when I look at my children and I see that they had a more opportunity to not have two broken ugly parents going at each other constantly, that's the blessing for me. So to me, I did it because I knew that I had to be the example. I couldn't pray, you know, I couldn't be going to church all the time and I'm, you know, teaching ministry, uh, youth Friday Night Live because I had a Friday Night Live at the church and I'm church, church, church with my kids and then they see their mama acting a monkey. No, I, because they're watching me. So that's my story and that's the reason why I had to grow and really give it to God so that I could forgive the one person that I really could have killed. So that's my story and that's how I'm going to share it and I'm grateful because guess what? The migraines left, all the illnesses that I felt, the bitterness is gone and anybody else after that I don't even feel like I don't, there's people that I don't like, but that hate and not able to forgive. If you offend Dee Dee Felder, I might not kick it with you, but I'm not mad at you. So, brother, I can't stand you. And this this developing a lifestyle forgiveness that we did for 13 weeks, it grew me up. So I just want to thank you for that and for bringing it to declare victory. Because it's a work in progress, but I'm doing the work. Because I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Love you, man of God. Hey, hey. I, you know, I just want to say this because the church, our light is dim because we, we're not authentic in our Christianity. If we were authentic, then we would admit that there's some sins, there's some forgiveness, there's some healing that needs to take place. But God wants us to be in a loving relationship with one another. And just, Dee, what I like what you just said is I want to love them and avoid them. <laughs> no, that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to love them and be in loving relationship with them. And no, you cannot do it. But if you yield to God, you can do the impossible. And it's just so amazing to me that, that, that I mean, we got some, some, some bona fide Christians but they'll tell you quickly, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, but I ain't doing that. <laughs> what, is the, does the Bible say that? Does God say that? Then how are you going to be against it if God says this is what you should do? And you, 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 you're repping his, you know, you're, you, you're wearing his colors. And so we have to be clear. Um, you can't say that you're a child of the king. You, you're a child of God in good and regular standings. And then you're not saying what God says, you're not seeing what God sees, and you're not accepting what God accepts. And that's where the majority of our Christians live, because as soon as we ask people for something that 
their humanity gets in the way, they change their mind. Well, yeah, I ain't that holy yet. Well, okay, well, all right, well, then let's just be honest. But, but, but now, you, you, you know, you have to know that we all are, are working on that, that, that process because until we get to the place where we can get to that Matthew scripture that says, love your enemy, what does that really mean? That means that when you can say to your enemy, anything in my house you can have. Well, I ain't saying that. Well, then you don't necessarily love your enemy. Why? Because loving your enemy is sacrificing yourself for the well-being of them. And and people will be on this line and say, well, uh, people say that, but they don't do that. Well, I mean, it might be because what you're asking for, they can't give you. Only God can. So we got to clear up some of this stuff that we put on others um, that we have to work out ourselves. And then we have to put on God what we cannot do because the truth of the matter is, no, we can't do it. But, yes, God, through us, can. And and don't look now, but your friends going to call you crazy. If your friends will say, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You've got to be out of your mind. But they're not in a loving relationship with God like you are for that moment in your life. And, and when it happens to you, um, um, it's much more of a notion. Anybody else want to share? Um, um, and so I just want to thank you, Sister Dee, and then Sister. Anybody else? Somebody else is getting ready to say something. Hey, Pastor Van Hook. This is Gloria. Good morning, hey, family. Hey, Sister Gloria. Good morning. I'm doing good. Good morning. So I heard you say, or I understood what I understood from what you were teaching this morning, that in my second birth in Christ, now I can accept the fact that whoever has wronged me may be wronging me now or may wrong me in the future. The ability to forgive is already there because Christ has already paid the price. And it's my responsibility, my responsibility to um ask to accept that that penalty that that forgiveness and to be able to move on because of the love that God has in me and that I that I have for him and not try to hold the, those arts against people anymore and that also makes it thank you lord easier for me Hallelujah. to forgive myself Hallelujah. for things Hallelujah. that I've done in the past that the enemy and other people may try to bring and say well when you were in leadership and you when I was still trying to live in my first birth, acted a nut, I, I don't, I can't, I, I will not allow them to hold those things in condemnation over me because there's therefore now no condemnation. That's what I heard you say. Am I right? Yes. So, so, so let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, in your first or your second birth, if people can get something on you, they're going to hold you hostage. Okay. <laughs> so, Listen, if, if if I start listening to the people who would hold me hostage for what I've done wrong, I wouldn't be on the phone call. Uh, one of my therapists said to me not too long ago, he says, my dear brother, you got a big problem. And I said, well, what is that? He said, you have a resilience that's out of this world. So I said, what do you mean? He says, when you come through fire, it looks like you haven't been burned. And people resent that because people want to see you down and broken and looking crazy. But I say, but, but, but the God I serve and the process that he's given me allows me to know that I got to go through, but yet I've got to look to the hills from which cometh my help. 
And, and so it's very important for you to understand that sin is going to always be around. And, 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 and you have to know that this is the life that we chose to live in the body of Christ. But yes, when you've been born again, you've got your first nature, but you also have a second nature, a new birth that gives you extra powers that you didn't have in your first birth. And so you've got to ask yourself. And so uh, during, uh, during, during Resurrection Week, I talk about are you living in the first birth or the second? The first birth uh, is like the persons who say, listen, I ain't there yet. Well, okay, no, you're not because you're operating in your first birth. When you operate in your second birth, it's not you, but it's the Christ that lives within you. You're able to do things that you said you would never do because you spoke from your first birth. Your first birth gives you arrogance. Your first birth gives you pride. Your first birth gives you a whole bunch of human things. Your second birth gives you extraordinary things. You can speak to people. You can sit down. You can feed your enemy. You, you can love those who curse you and despitefully use you. You have the ability to do things that the normal person won't do. And so, yes, you heard me correctly. If you're operating in your born-again nature, then it's literally, whether, you op, whether you're able to 100% fulfill it or not, you have access to what Jesus says through the power of God from what God intended and not what sin has caused. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I, listen, if you've been born again, you, you've got a dual consciousness. You, you wake up every day trying to kill the first man, the first birth. That's all we do. That's all I do. Listen. <laughs> oh, I really wish I had some help in here. The, the, the people who remind me of my nature, normally they always reminded me of my first birth, the nature of my first birth. People who benefit from me, guess what they always say to me? They remind me of my second birth. <laughs> they say, God used you, boy. God used you. They, they, don't, give, they don't even give me credit for it. <laughs> But 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 in your first birth, they say, man, I can't stand you. Man, I hate you. This is what you've done to me. This is what you said. You hurt my friend or whatever they're saying. But when they operate in your second birth, they never give you credit. They always say God used you. And that's really where I want to live. I want to live where God can use me. I'm talking about the imperfect me. The, the, the me that's going to make some more stakes next week. But I want to be able to be used by God. And so uh, your second birth, your first birth is doomed to die because you were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But those of us who've been born again, that's what second birth is all about, having some extra power, having a, a, a different set of circumstances. You can now look at the glass half full where you used to look at the glass only as half empty. The second birth gives you hope where there's nothing but despair. The second birth gives you freedom where the first birth only condemns you to death. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. 
so live in the sunshine. Operate knowing that in your second birth, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. What shall we say about these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And people ought to see you in your second birth, but they don't. Because most people live in the first birth. They live in their humanity. And, and when you're living in humanity, you say things like this. I can't stand it. I can't forgive it. I can't release it. Yeah, because you don't have the power. But through God, you can. Absolutely. Anybody else, or do you want to respond? Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? Pastor Van Hook, this is so rich this morning. I tell you, <laughs> God you. is mighty. Thank you, Lord. This is a blessing for me. I just sit back and listen to the entire, and everybody that spoke really helped me uh, in, in confirmation of what's going on. Get, um, you know, you ask God to, to break generational curses and things like that. So uh, warfare been really going on, and uh, yesterday he revealed to me, you know, um, you know, you ask for these things, so you're gonna be stabbed, but I'm gonna heal that thing, you know, you go, you're gonna be knocked down, and, and, and but you're gonna get up in my name, you know. So I just thank God, you know, in that forgiveness part, I needed to hear all of that because. You you know you 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 can feel the the fight you know but you gotta be still you gotta let God and and another thing I, I I'm learning I I learned is that um in this new life you know in this new life we got to forgive we still gotta love and and that's where I'm at you know and, and all this that I got out. Uh, out of this uh, declaration this morning really, really helped me, you know, and, and encouraged my spirit on, on, on to how to not, you know, battle back with these things that's coming up against me, you know what I'm saying, just love, love, love. And I, I truly do love my family, you know what I'm saying, but these things that come up against you will try to have you fight back for myself. No, I can't do that because I, Ask God for these things to be broken. He said, Catherine, these things are going to be broken. You ask for these things, so you got to go through. You got to go through. You're going to be stabbed. You're going to be knocked down. But you got to go through it. And I was praising him yesterday on, uh, even though it hurts, you know, and it uh, and it's, 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 it's wounding me, you know, hit me. But I'm healed by his stripes. I'm healed, so I can't be mad at what's going on. You know, I can't be mad. I can't hold that against because he got to pull these things out. So I can't, I can't be mad and, and hate him and, and, and uh, want to fight against what he's doing. So uh, the forgiveness, this whole thing here has helped me. You know, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm replay it and go replay it for some others. You know, uh, on this forgiveness thing, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm just so excited that you're saying this um, because it's so it's so very important that we understand that this is the process that we're in. That this is it. Yes. 
and Thank and you, and you and and let's let's be honest. The your enemy who you have never dealt with, you ain't really mad at. And next week when we talk about relational forgiveness, um, the book talks about a uh, um, um, drawing a circle, family, friends, um, inner circle, your families, and, and, and majority of the major pain that we have is from people who are closest to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who are closest to us are the people who we are vulnerable to. Yeah. But But that's the people who God has given us the power to release and then empowered us to move forward. Well, who hurt you? My, my grandmother. Who hurt you? My grandfather. Who, Uncle John. Who, who hurt you? Uh, cousin Billy. <laughs> who, who hurt you? My guardian, my, my, my foster parents. The people over in Africa and, and other places, if you live in America, they ain't done nothing to you. So you ain't really mad at them. So it's the closest people to, it's the people that you expose yourself to. Those mm-hmm. are the people who've done you wrong. It's the people on your job because you are co-workers with them. And so we have to know how to release the people that's around us. Um, mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, I mean, you know, people ask me all the time, man, you ain't never sad. You ain't that. Why are you so happy? I said, because why do I want to give my, my ugly face to somebody else? No, I'm not going to give you my pain. I got a whole bunch of it. Mm-hmm. I, I got a whole bunch of stress. <laughs> but because, because I'm in community, I have to give you my best. Now, when we're in relationship, I can, I can share with you so that you can pray with me and uplift me. But people want information not to uplift you. People want information so they can help kill you. <laughs> so, so that, and so that, that's the reason why it's so very important that you understand that forgiveness is so crucial and key. Sister Dee mm-hmm. said it was her ex-husband. Yeah, it's the guy who you had three children with. I mean, three loving children with. Now, she had a choice to hate him forever. Or to let her second birth kick in so that they can oh, be graduated. Yeah, so that they can go to graduations mm-hmm. together. They can go mm-hmm. to marriages mm-hmm. together. They can yeah. go to hospital because that's when they both got the call. Your baby is in the hospital. Oh, Lord. And, and then you say, if John, no, I ain't going. <laughs> no. Who's going to be there? Cousin Willie gonna be there. You know I can't stand Cousin Willie. No, we have to be able to show up, and we yeah. have to give the love of Jesus when we show up. Because if we give the love of us, we get to pick and choose what we gonna give. Oh Lord! But if we give His love every time, we get to show up. And yes, there's going to be some faulty people there. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why he's sending you. Because you're the equalizer to faulty people. Your love, your kindness, your forgiveness. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So you got to show up. You got to demonstrate even when 
um, it, 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 things are not well. You, you've got to show up. You, you, you've got to be in a loving relationship. You've got to work it out. You've got to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. You've got to ask for, you got, to, I mean, I know they've done you wrong. Um, right. um, story, um, remember at my church, she don't go there no, no more, no more. Um, but her and her mom was members at my church and they, they didn't, they had a, a real, uh, turbulent relationship. And so she came to me and she said, uh, pastor, my mother, uh, took my child from me and, you know, court battles, so on and so forth. And, um, it's my child and you need to fix it for me. And so, uh, you need to, you, you need to get my mom straight. <laughs> so, uh, we sat down. And I, I said, so are you ready to fix this relationship with you and your mother? She said, I'll do anything. So I said, okay, this is what I need for you to do. I need for you to have a meeting with your mom and apologize to your mother. She said, listen, I ain't apologizing because I ain't do nothing wrong. I said, did you say you wanted to heal the relationship? I said, yes. I said, so then, she said, yes. So I said, so then go to your mother and say, mom, I'm, I apologize. Uh, she said, well, Pastor, this meeting is over because I can't do it because I didn't do nothing wrong. I said, but you said you wanted to heal the relationship. Mm. What you were really trying to tell me, you want me to tell your mama how to carry the cabbage because you're right and she's wrong. And that's not going to heal the relationship. The mm. person who is the godly person has to come in at the point of conversation. It doesn't hurt you to say, I'm apologizing, because just like she sinned against you, she might have sinned against you first, but you sinned mm. against her second. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's still was some sinning going on. Yeah, yeah. So, so the one who God speaks to first has to go and apologize so the conversation can start. Wow. And when you go and apologize and say, you know what, I'm sorry, mama, and then she can say, well, baby, I love you. <laughs> And, and, and I'm I'm sorry, but but I thought that the best thing for me to do was to save my grandson. Mm. I might I might have not have done it right. I might have not you know I, I might I might have I might have been a little raggedy in 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 how I did it. But but I didn't mean to do it because I was trying to hurt you. I was trying to help you, and I just I didn't go about it right. Now you got a conversation. Most people who've been done wrong don't want to go to the other individual because they want, they want some get back before they can uh, be in conversation. And that's the reason why we never get anywhere. Mm. Be because I know you know that we know that the person who you're in conflict with is the person who's wrong. Yes, but if, 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 if one's wrong and y'all ain't talking to one another, then somebody who... Is, are you, aren't you the one that God is using? Yeah. Then you have to be able to open the door for communication, whether you're right, wrong, or indifferent. Ooh, and that's I where we make our mistake. Well, mm. you know, as soon as, they, as soon as he apologized to me, we can have a conversation. Well, guess what? Christ ain't touched that heart of theirs yet. So, but he did touch your heart. So you need to go and say, listen, I need to apologize for what I've done. Now, what I've done was a reaction to what you've done, but we ain't talking about that. We're just going to talk about what I've done to you. Now the conversation can get started. 
and watch God jump into the heart of the individual that you're in, in, in conflict with. Now y'all in conversation. And then we can laugh about, you know, when we grew up as kids and you peed in the bed and all that kind of stuff. And now you're in a loving relationship. But that's what happens to us. We draw a line in the sand. And we won't, we won't, we won't get back. But if we're in love and relationship, then and only then can God use us for his glory. And so that's, that's, you know, I mean, I'm just talking. If somebody else may want to have something to say. I I needed to hear all that. Yes. Thank you, you, Jesus. Yes. (laughs) Somebody else want to say anything? This has been a great day. Pastor Van Yes, it is. Uh, as I was sitting here and, you know, listening to this, uh, listening to you speak, it reminds me of a really tumultuous relationship that my my brothers and sisters have with my father. And they always yell at me or get upset with me because they're like, why do you go around him? Why do you spend time with him? Why do you call him? You know, how can you forgive him? And I keep telling them it's not about him, it's about me. Say it right and, there, right there. Come on, come on. Come and on. so I, I kept telling my younger sister, you know, you really need to get past this because we only have a short amount of time on this earth. And she was just like, I can't forgive him. He did this, he did that. And I'm like, okay, what did you do? We've all done some things in this relationship. And unfortunately, last year she passed away. um, And the relationship was never fixed. And, you know, so if there's anybody on the line, you know, you have to move past it. You have to be able to forgive. You have to be able to start the conversation because, you know, she thought she had time. He thought he, you know, they had time. And nobody knows what that time clock looks like. Wow. Wow. Again, love starts with you and ends with you. And if if love starts and ends with you, then it does not matter what the other person does. You can love your father because he was the he, he, he was the instrument used to be connected to you as your earthly father. But 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 he's just another person who's trying their best to make the best life out of what we have. And if, if he was born again, if he is born again, then he's doing the very, very, very best of his ability. But your love covers your father. Your love covers your sister and your siblings. And that's what the body of Christ has to do. We have to be able to cover one another. Um, But when we're angry, we want to expose people. We want to hold people hostage based upon our safety. And and that's what God is asking us to do. And so it's so very important that you better believe that if it's real love, it starts with you and ends with you. You get to love your father in spite of what he's done. And you don't have to hold him hostage because he's got to live with himself, too. Don't you let nobody fool you. 
He's got some stuff that he's got to deal with. And God's not going to allow him to get away with it, just like he's not going to let you get away with it, nor me. And so thank you for, for sharing that. And nobody knows um, the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. Somebody else is trying to get in. Anybody else wanted to share? This is Mona. How you doing? Fantastic. You? Yes. Um. Oh God, it's everything today. I I always I remember the first time when I called. Really, one of the first time, but one of the times I first spoke up on the Claire victory. Um, I remember it was because of me not being able to forgive. Um, and wow, and just how you just broke that down. I remember someone had also gave me the workbook for a lifestyle of forgiveness, which really I believe helped me in um, receiving God's forgiveness. I remember that because it was the first time I ever had to write a letter to God. I remember that, you know, a love letter. And right there, right there. Come on, come on. What did you say in that yeah. love letter to God? What did yeah. you say? Oh, <laughs> Tell wow. us. We want to know. <laughs> we need I to tune just... in to what you said to God because of what you've done to him. What did you say? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what tore me because I I wasn't thinking about that at all. And you were so right about everything you were saying. That wasn't it. It was just what he did, which is so wrong. And then my family, you know, that was my sister Kat that was also speaking, you know, them curses on this bloodline that we've been praying for, you know, being broken. You know what I mean? And that, you know, it's just so much. And it just, it just, it was so hurtful. I didn't want to um, forgive. I just didn't want to. I remember that. I just didn't want to. But when I had to open up to God and write, um, a love letter to him because at first in the book it says how much he loves me. And, you know, I remember receiving his love, and it was just such a block. And I remember sitting there on uh, um, Pastor Vance for like, it took me about two or three days just to write a love letter to my God. Wow, but it, it I just sat there and I finally did it, and I just was like, God, you know, just thanking him. Thanking him for loving me, thanking him for forgiving me, thanking him for fun and thanking, you know, it was just, wow, it was just, you know, just thanking him. And I believe I still have it. I put it up somewhere. It is mess in the room, so I was supposed to came back to it a year later. But the personal forgiveness for me was, was another thing I had to open up to because I wasn't forgiving myself. I was holding <laughs> on to the fact that I should have never left your past. You knew better, and... You know, it was so much, you know what I mean? And then I didn't want to forgive my family because they wasn't on my side. Look what y'all doing. Y'all are still around this man. And, you know, it was just craziness, you know, and that's just one thing, you know. But now on today, it's different. Oh, God, I'm just so thankful. I ain't stand up all the way up here to say I just truly forgive that man, but I feel in my heart that God has opened that up because I see, I know better on what I need like to, to be able to grow and move on, that I have to look at him and understand that God loves him too. That he's a, he, come on, I was like, wow, I didn't want to say that God loved him. I said, that crazy, right? I was going through it through all that, sir. I'm telling you, it was, I had to accept that. And when I accepted that, something changed inside of me. I don't know what it was. It was like I had to look at him different. I had to look at him different. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, wow. and and then it was just, you know, it took a while, and then I had to look at my mom different. 
Uh oh. You know what I mean? Uh oh. Uh oh. Here we she, go. Right. Because she, she could have just called. She had to do. But see, I believe you and I love you. You know, all she had to do is say, I got to go back and get them and make him go. But she didn't do that. She told not to. But now I, I had to give her for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. God. And then I was like, man. I was actually helping because I wanted a relationship with my mother. You know what I mean? And then I realized I was just like willing to accept anything just to have a relationship with her. And I still wait to stay. No, I need to have that conversation with her, but I'm scared because I don't want to lose any little relationship I have with her. But the enemy is still busy because he's still working behind the scenes and still trying not to make that happen. But oh, today what you were saying, no, Mona. Put that finger back at you. You have to destroy me. me. You are the soul. You have to get to it, man. You have to go. And you have to say, Mama, I forgive you. Brother, she, man, it was just amazing. Everything you just were saying, man. God. Wow. Wow. God's over. Look how good he is, y'all. Yeah, man. This is Amazing when you tell God, he beat us over this line to be right on time. I thank you, God. I thank you. I didn't want to accept it. I just wanted just to, you know, then I found out, man, I was just living in. I wasn't living. You know, I was. You wasn't living. Come on. Come on. y'all. I couldn't even have a decent relationship. I mean, it just was like I still was high. You know, everything. I was just so mad. I was just so mad. Let me give you some steps. Listen, listen to me. Are you listening? Are you yes. listening? Yes, I okay, am. Okay, here we go. Now, when you go to your mother and have the conversation, do not Listen to me. Do not go and say to your mother, I forgive you. Go to your mother and ask for forgiveness. Now, let me just tell you why. When you go to your mother and ask for forgiveness, she's going to say, well, for what, baby? And you're going to say, because, Mama, I thought some evil thoughts for you. I wanted I wanted the plane to fall out of the sky. I wanted the train to run over you. Based upon huh. how I was feeling, I uh. thought some horrible things. And I'm asking you to forgive me for hoping that some horrible things would happen to you. Uh-huh. Because that's true. Now, you did not say, you did not say, because of what you did. See, because you got to start the conversation. And there were some things that you hoped that happened to the person that done you wrong. Mm-hmm. Because we're human. So yeah. what you want to do is ask them to forgive you for what you thought. For how um, you felt about it. My, my um, owe you an apology because, I, you know, I, I, wanted, I wanted you to come down with some kind of cancer. Uh, uh, those are some horrible thoughts that I had. Uh, I, I want the best for you. And, and, mm. and what that does is that give God a chance to work in her. Now watch this. She did the best that she could with what she was working with at the time when you all were children. Mm-hmm. 
And even though it wasn't the best from your perspective, she did the best that she could do. Um, I, I, I had to go to my father and ask him for forgiveness because there were so many times I wanted to trade my dad in for a new daddy because he didn't behave according to how I thought he ought to behave, and, and especially him being the preacher. And, and so I had to go to my father and say, Dad, I need you to forgive me. Uh, and, and he said, for what? I said, because I thought some horrible things about you. And he laughed. And, 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 and you know, so he said, oh, boy, you full of it. But I had to, I had to start the conversation with my part. Uh-huh. With my part. Now, let me just tell you about my father. He was not ever able, before he died, to own his part. Uh-huh. But I, But I was released. For owning my part. Uh-huh. Amen. I was really from owning my part because of how I felt, because of what I thought he had done. Does that make sense? So when you go to your mom and have that conversation, I need you to go and own only your part. You can't. People go to... Cause people go to other folk and they say, "Oh, I, 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 I just need you to know I forgave you." Well, okay, so, okay, so what? So that does not God a chance to work it out. But, but, but when you go to a person who raped you and say, "I just want to come to you and say I forgive you," they're gonna say, "For what?" I said, "Because I, I wanted somebody to rape you like you raped me." I mean, you know what I'm trying uh. to say. Yeah. I, 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 I was hoping that somebody done you in. I was hoping that you got hit by a bus. I, mm. I, I, I waited for the phone call. I waited for the phone call. I, I, I was mm. looking for something to happen to you. That's mm. our truth. That's our truth. Yeah. That's our truth. Because when mm. something happens to us, we want naturally something to happen back to them. And so if you can just own that, I need you to forgive me for hoping that uh, you got shot. Why would you hope that on me? Well, shucks. <laughs> because hurting people can't do nothing but hurt other people. So since I was hurt, then I hope hurt on you. Does, does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, so especially with your mom, you want... Yes, you want to go in. You don't. You do not want to say I forgive you because now you're putting them on the defense. Because now mm-hmm. you, you you're putting them into a space where you're trying to make them say they're sorry. Uh-huh. You can't. You can't do. That's God's job. You can't do God's right. work. God has to do His own work. that because that do makes a lot. I, I can see that. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Of coming that because, way. Because. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, so let me just tell you what happened in, in, in a true real story. A young lady that I was, was trying to help went to her mama and said, I forgive you for what you've done. You know what the mama said to her? You better be glad I didn't abort you. And Lord have mercy. Woo! It went, it, <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? See, because she tried to guilt her mama into repentance. You can't guilt nobody 
you got to let God do his work. And that's so hard because, again, you've got to sacrifice yourself when you've already been sacrificed. You've got to sacrifice yourself when you've already been damaged. You've got to love when people have given you stones. you still got to give them love. But in your second birth, God can give you strength to do that. I don't know if that makes any sense. Tell me back what you heard, and then we, we can move on. I heard work our soul salvation. We got to. Uh, it, it's the uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna get in. Not I ain't gonna say injured because we're 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 strengthened in Christ. We can do all things through Christ. We're strengthening us. But I'm saying things gonna come at us, but God will, will help us through. I'm not, I'm not saying this the way I really want to say it, but... Yeah, listen, but, listen. But, yes, we will be injured, absolutely, and yes, we have to bear the burden. Yeah. But be, because we got some help, Jesus, God, the power of the Holy Spirit will help us to stand up under the pressure of what yeah. people give to us. Does it yeah. make sense? Yeah. That's the reason why you've got to come as the salt and light of the earth. Yes, it was bad what happened to you. But again, because you got God's strength through Christ, who strengthens you, you can now take the burden. You can take the hit. You can take it. And and, and guess what? God wants to use you to take it so that Mm -hmm. he can reconnect with loving relationships with the people in your life. That's really what I'm saying. Yeah. That's really what I'm saying. And and that's so very difficult to do when you go to the rapist, uh, Uncle John, and you say, Uncle John, I just want to say this to you. I need you to forgive me. For what? Because, you know, he he ain't admitted it. I need you to forgive me because I hoped that you caught syphilis and and, and it's uh, what yeah i mean you know we take some strange stuff we just don't tell nobody yeah (laughs) i mean i mean uncle john i i wanted them to hang you down at the town square i felt that i I, I wanted them i wanted to yeah (laughs) and so when you could (laughs) go ahead yeah man so I, I told I totally I totally get it. I I was able to to do that part with my with my uncle before he passed away, and I told my sister that it had released a button and a burden off of me that was so felt so good, you know. Yes. And I, yes. And I was in, I was trying to encourage her to do it as well, but you know God has a timing with each one of us of how He will heal us and deal with us, you know. The more we build our relationship with him, come on, so, come on with it. So I was, I was, I was grateful to be you know, done that part. But I, I see Mona healing processes going through and doing so now, you know. And um, it's just that I, I realized that I need to really forgive my mom. You know what I'm saying? I, deep down in my heart. You know, you say you do, but when things come up, you it's like the lion uh, uh, at the end of 
tell me, you see the life of that lion come right back out. You know, you know and, and I don't want trick. that. I don't, I don't that's want a, that. That thing is ugly. I truly do listen, not want that. That's so God, a trick of the enemy. That's right. Yeah, that's a trick of the yes, enemy. Yes. I know. No, and God is taking me through the process until I pass the test. I get it. <laughs> I'm going back and forth with this stuff because I get to the end and still something must come out. So, Lord Jesus, help me. All this is just good for me. All of this is good for me. Thank you, man. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Anybody else want to share? I, I don't want to just hog up all the time and do all the talking like I'm the smartest guy. I just believe that this stuff is true. And I try my best. As, as fractured and damaged as I am, I try my best to be able to say what God says, see what God says, and accept what God accepts. Um, Sometimes I get it wrong, but, but that's the path that I know that I should be on. And for those of us who are uh, are, are believers, blood-washed, um, sins are covered with, with, with his blood, we ought to be on that same path so that we can get stronger and we can heal the land. The best way I can show um, my transformation is, is, is for people always to meet my children. Um, I worked so doggone hard. I messed them up so bad, but I also gave them an opportunity to know Christ for themselves and have a loving relationship with Christ. And I, they've seen me demonstrate people who cut me. They've seen me and watched me try my best to make it right. And I blame myself for the altercation, even when I was the lesser of the strongest two. Because sometimes the person is stronger than you. Um, and, and, you know, if you have a mother, you know, uh, as a child, what you going to say to a mother? Mama, you done me wrong. And she said, girl, if you don't get out the way, I'm going to slap the way out of you. <laughs> but if you come and say, Mama, I owe you an apology. I thought some things. I said some things. I said, remember when I said, I'm glad that dad left you? I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. I, I was hurting. I, 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 I know why daddy didn't want you. Well, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's our pain speaking. I owe you an apology for those statements. I owe you. I'm sorry. Now you're in conversation. Now you can do what it is that God wants you to do so you can make the difference. Does that make sense? So so anybody else want to share? Um, yeah. Thank you all for our life. Yes, yes. Who is that? Anybody want to share? Who is that? No, that was me saying yes, I understood. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So thank you all for being on the call. Yes. This has um, been Pastor. Um, yes. Ben Hook. So this yes. is um, Sister Carolyn from Wings. Thank you so much for you know all you shared today. Um, what a blessing on forgiveness, personal forgiveness, and relational forgiveness. I know that's coming. <laughs> it made me think yes. about some work that I pretty much have done with my father, just to let it all go. You know, whatever time is short, so I have a relationship with my father. But then, like my stepmother and my my half brothers and sisters, <laughs> I don't have close relationship. I'm not holding them in unforgiveness, but you know, I'm I wasn't connect, real connected growing up because I was the the other sister, right? <laughs> so ultimately, um, just that what you 
discuss today about forgiveness and God's forgiveness ultimately and, and Jesus paying the price for us on the, on the forgiveness. And then when you were talking about just that, about forgiveness, well, just about Jesus paying the price, you know, all of it paid in full for us, you know, because he paid that. It reminds me sometimes of some people still question if they're going to make it. That's in life. But Jesus paid the price. <laughs> I just don't get it. Even people in church, you know, sometimes are just like, well, I hope I make it in. I mean, but it's not us. <laughs> it's based on him, what he's done already. I'm thankful for that. And uh, I just the way you went there so deep about God's forgiveness and, like, what's wrong with us? We still holding people? Because I have other loved ones that are still holding people, of course, in unforgiveness. And I'll begin to share a little bit, and, and I'm like, no, 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 somebody got to hear this. <laughs> you mm. know, the person got to be able to hear that for themselves. I can't pass that. As I'm about to open my mouth about 10 minutes, I'm like, what? Hey, you can't hear it at all. Hey, <laughs> you got to hear that thing to yourself. Oh, my husband and his stuff. Mm. You know, I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> wow, it's, that's real deep, real deep. And, um, Something when I first had um, tuned in, you were talking about, like, what we have to do to take care of ourselves. Yes. I, I was like, oh. Were you, like, in um, Corinthians 6, basically? Yes. Um, basically, Absolutely. Okay, like, yes. You were. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We've got to take care of ourselves because I'm like, and then i gotta, I got to ask God forgiveness for how I've treated myself. <laughs> With the food, you went. Oh, I got some good notes. I don't have a big synopsis, but I'm, I'm listening and writing. I'm like, wow, I so needed this one today. Wow, thank you for. Oh, thank, thank, I got thank, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Let me say this to you because you just brought out mm-hmm. a real important point. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Living in unforgiveness, the biggest damage is always done to the person who did not forgive. Yes. Because it manifests on the inside of the unforgiving person. It doesn't manifest in the person who you 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 in conflict with because they're going on living their life. Right. <laughs> but you you angry, you mad, you can't have a loving relationship, you, you don't trust anybody, you, you're right. always at odds, you got to protect yourself because you don't know who what they're going to do. I mean, it's it's so devastating when people don't release others. And if you accept what God accepts yes. and say what God says, it gives you peace in spite of it all. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. And that's that's who you want in your life. You want people in your life who can help you to speak to the peace of God. Watch this. Here it is. Mm-hmm. That surpasses all understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. And most of the people in the church don't have that peace. That right. they don't, they're looking for it but they mm-hmm. don't want to do the work. They want you to do the work and you to come to them. Listen, stop letting other people 
uh, dictate your 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 peace. Oh wow! I just I, I, I just want I, I just want food with them. <laughs> you still don't have no peace because you have not released them from what they've done. Right, but so sometimes when you when in relationship with somebody like that, then it it impacts everybody. It it always they you know sometimes. Listen, mm-hmm. you, the reason why we know it impacts everybody because it impacts you, me, internally. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it shows up in our conversation. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in our children. It shows up mm-hmm. in the way we operate at our job. We try to control all our environments because we don't want it to get out of hand because you know how people are, and I ain't going to let nobody do me that way, and you don't know them like <laughs> I do, and, and I heard this about them, and they ain't no good, and my friend said that our brother said that the sucker done this. and <laughs> Can you imagine all of that stuff that we got to live out? Oh, my God. Wow. That we got to let go of. And so if it starts with you and ends with you, now you got another problem. But then you got people who are going to say, who does she think she is? She, listen, I know her secrets. I, I know she ain't no good. <laughs> that's, that that's what they say about yeah. me. That's what they say about me. But, but guess what? I sleep good every night in spite of what I'm going through because I have the mm. peace. I, I, I'm working on some stuff. I'm making mistakes as I go, but but I'm okay with who God is and what he's done for me. I had to just remind myself this last week, I'm responsible for my own future, the success and the failure. Oh, yes. So guess what I did? I had to get my butt up. Okay. No, you missed me. I'm just talking. I'm just shining the light on myself. Because even as aggressive as I am, I almost had a pity party with myself. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to say to myself what I say to other people. Mm. Lawrence Van Hook, you are responsible for your success and your failure. Nobody else is responsible. So now what you going to do? Wow. And so I didn't like what I had to say to myself. So I got off my little crybaby wagon and decided to get back in the game because nobody cares, because I'm responsible. At the end of the day, even when you're successful, even when people take credit, you're responsible for your own success or your own failure. When you take on that ownership, then it does not matter what other people say or do because they're going to talk about you anyway. Right. Of course, because people look for your weaknesses. People look for the things. It's amazing. We never ask people for their their, their weaknesses. We ask them for their strengths. But people always will talk about your weaknesses and and never ask, say, well, listen, all I want him for is his strength. Because that's what we want. Who who do you want for their weaknesses? Nobody. (laughs) Oh, I just want them because they're weak. No, nobody says that. (laughs) (laughs) No. Mm. But as soon as something goes wrong, that's the first thing we grab to. Well, he ain't no good. Well, she's a liar. Well, he, oh, my God. So we have to know that this process of forgiveness leads to that peace that surpasses all understanding. This process of forgiveness puts us in the throat 
of stormy weather, but while we're in the storm, we still have joy because we know God is with us, and we know that no storm lasts forever. And so I often tell people it's not what happens to you, but it's how you respond to what happens to you that can make the difference. Mm. So who's in charge now? Who's in charge? Well, you don't know what they've done to me. Okay, so what's your response? Right. Mm. Well, I'm going to sit here until they say I'm sorry. Well, you might not ever get that. (laughs) Right. Because some people don't think they're wrong. Mm -hmm. Because they were done wrong, and so they survived by doing others wrong. Or they were lacking something, so they took from you. Mm. That's what sin has caused, and that's the reason why forgiveness is God's solution to the problem. And normally it's the people who are closest to you. Mm. Yes, yes. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Is there anybody else want to share something? I I normally try to hold you, uh, and I I don't already done met my quota. And um, but I really appreciate you all tuning in, you all having this process, and I'm hoping that you all not hear Lawrence Van Hook, but the spirit in which God uses me for for this this opportunity. That way you can hear Him and not hear me. Because as soon as you start putting my picture up, you say, "Man, listen, let me turn the phone off." Uh, but if you can say, "Lord, use Him for what I need." Then, then that's what will make the difference, because it's not Christ, but but it's not I, but Christ that lives within me. What I really, really want the people to see. There's nothing good in the individual, but when when somebody's operating in their second birth, that makes everything all right. Anybody else want to share? It's been a great day. It's been a great day. Well, listen, I want to thank you all. Next week, we will be talking about uh, relational forgiveness. That's where everybody want to live because that's we want to talk about how other people done done us wrong. We don't want to talk about what we done done to God. We don't want to talk about the letter that we got to write God. Can you imagine writing God a letter, a love letter? Most of the time when we start, we got to spend so much time asking God for forgiveness. And, and thank you, Lord. Forgive, thank you, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Thank you. It's hard to even say too much else. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you for my children. Thank you, Lord, for Lord forgive me because I didn't. I, Lord forgive me. Lord forgive. That, that's the kind. So, 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 so then we have to begin to think about how we felt when others have sinned against us. That's how God feels when we sin against Him, and that's the reason why personal forgiveness. If you receive what Christ has already done. AKA the easy way of, of the way we say it is that you forgive yourself. Well, you can't forgive yourself, but I, I'm going to go along with that. Um, but you have to receive what God through Jesus Christ has already done. He paid the penalty. You didn't pay no penalty for yourself. Jesus paid the penalty. So if you receive what Christ has done, now the party can start. Because then you can start releasing others for what they've done to you. Only when you receive what Christ um, have have, have done for us. So anyway, 
Um, you all have a good day. Thank you all so much for allowing me to share one more Friday and again. Blessings on you. Have a great, great, great week. And we'll see you next Friday if the Lord says the same. Uh, to talk about relational forgiveness and try to put um, this, this, this forgiveness process to bed one more time so that we can begin to work on the solution to the problem God calls sin, and that is forgiveness or releasing those who cut you and left you for dead. Blessings on you. Love you all. Talk to you next Friday, if not before. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Amen. Peace and love.